You are listening to 757 Bytes, where we talk about innovation and entrepreneurship in the 757 community and beyond. To learn more about the 757 Collab network of organizations, visit 757angelsgroup.com, 757accelerate.org, 757startupstudios.org, and be sure to connect with us through our social media channels. Welcome back, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of 757 Bytes. Today, I'm fortunate enough to have one of my coworkers, Ian Frazier, Program Manager of 757 Accelerate, join us today. Thanks for being with us, Ian. Of course. Happy to be here. We're going to jump right in and uh, start with a little speed dating here so our listeners can get to know a little bit about Ian Frazier when you're not working, which is almost all of the time, it seems like. So uh, where are you from? Uh, born, well, I was born in Philadelphia, but I moved to Virginia beach when I was about one and a half. So I was raised here. I call Virginia beach, my home. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Norfolk Academy. And, uh, where did you spend your post high school years? Uh, up in Blacksburg at Virginia techs. I studied uh, finance with a focus in investing. You do anything fun around the water? You like to surf, ski, anything like that? I do love to surf. I'm getting way less willing to put on a wetsuit and surf in this cold weather. But it's one of my favorite things to do, and it's some of the best memories I have from my childhood. What's one of the weirdest things that uh, none of your coworkers know about you that you think um, that we should? Um, I like romantic comedies more than I care to admit. Me too. I'm right there with you. I love... (laughs) vocalists, rom-coms, all of that stuff. So you're not alone. Ian, you were the essentially employee number one that started at 757 Accelerate way back in 2018. Do you want to talk a little bit about your journey and experience getting thrown into something which at the time you guys had never had a cohort, never done any programming and like you start and just run with it? Yeah. So I came to hear about the program manager position for 757 Accelerate and 757 Angels after failing at a personal venture where me and a a friend try to create an emerging market fund focused on the emerging public cannabis market in Canada. Long story short, we ran out of time and money and I realized that I had a whole lot more to learn. And um, I'm family friends with the Adams family. Monique heard I was quitting that venture and she asked me to interview for my current position. I got a call from Evans, I believe the, f- so I interviewed on my birthday, August 7th, 2018. I got a call the following Friday. She asked, when could I start? I said, Monday. She said, okay, that's what I wanted to hear, but how about we do Wednesday? I was like, okay, perfect. Showed up Wednesday. And then the cohort for our inaugural cor- cohort was uh, the following Monday. So I had three days before the cohort started. Evans sort of looks back at that time as, you know, I was so excited to be there. It's startups, it's exciting, whatever. And I was pretty much thinking I was getting to participate in the cohort. And she quickly sort of had to say, nope, you are working. You can't just <laughs> listen and, you know, have a good time. You have to actually contribute and support these guys. But it's been an interesting journey. We, I would say as an organization, we get a little bit better every year, but it has been crazy to say the least. 
And that inaugural cohort was not in the iconic assembly campus uh, that was just a few blocks uh, across the street from us, um, which we commonly refer to internally as the office that's underneath the parking garage. Right. Yeah. Some food delivery drivers called us saying, are you guys working in a parking garage? I was like, no, I swear there's offices under. I promise. Fast forward four years, 757 Accelerates almost had 30 companies run through its program there that you guys continue to attract even higher quality applicants year after year and have tremendous impact. What are some of the clues to success and kind of some of the reasons why you and Evans attribute that program continuing to evolve and become even more and more relevant each and every year? So in the beginning, we were both learning. Evans, you know, had a very long and successful career in different legal applications, but she had never done anything with startups. And so she came at it from a, you know, a learner's perspective and a a humble perspective in that she understood that she herself had a lot to learn. But uh, what she knew she could do was work very hard. And I desperately tried to match her work ethic, which is an impossible task. But um, we found that, you know, we can't be a tech stars that has insane amounts of resources and insane network. So how do we differentiate ourselves to startups? We've realized that by paying an, an individual attention to individual founders, it differentiates us by, you know, trying to force them into a process they might not fit in. And we're lucky enough to have a, you know, an ever-growing mentor database or mentor network rather that continues to give their time. And they're really the cornerstone of what our program is today. And for those of us that might not be as familiar with the Accelerator program and the value adds there, could you just give kind of a high level overview of what the program is, what types of companies you're looking for, what the time commitment is involved with something like that? Of course. Yeah. So we're looking for the standard venture growth startup, meaning that they're able to scale quickly without a whole lot of capital expenditures. So real estate offices, essentially they're leveraging technology so that it's more of a, uh, you know, $1 equals $5 than a $1 equals $1 growth model. The Accelerator program itself is a 12-week mentor-driven program where we give 20K of non-dilutive capital to anywhere from five to nine founders and then run them through a rigorous startup program where we attempt to fill in the holes in their business model and overall startup company to help them raise money at the end of the program during our five city investor roadshow. And so those holes might come in the form of pricing their goods appropriately to just get their MVP in the hands of customers, or maybe they just need, you know, um, legal work, financial modeling, or, you know, recommendations to build the appropriate branding that they're looking for. I think that you're seeing a lot of kind of accelerators pop up around the world for that matter. And all of them kind of do things a little differently there. With that being said, like how have you guys continued to kind of find your place and niche in an ever growing sort of pool of accelerator programs and things like that? Well, I think we kind of have to act like founders in that when the landscape changes, we have to pivot ourselves. And because we're such a small team and we don't really have a history that we have to commit to, um, we've been able to do that pretty, pretty well, I would say. 
So for example, you know, when COVID hit, everybody had to go virtual. We didn't have a whole lot of employees that have to get the buy-in to support a virtual program. It was just Evans and myself. (laughs) So, you know, I did whatever Evans told me to, and we had to go virtual. So we did. I would also say that because we're so founder oriented, we're both very much people, people. It lends itself well to just adjusting to whatever type of founder and whatever type of company we have coming in that year, because we don't have really too many preconceived notions of what that founder should be or what that company should look like. Because we've seen many companies that are very different, but it doesn't necessarily determine success. There are, of course, qualities that precede success, but those qualities can come in many different forms. You've worked with a lot of startups through the years. Is there a particular kind of journey um, in terms of working with a particular founder that was the most rewarding, that kind of was a good smorgasbord of leveraging all of the experience that you and Evans had, as well as leveraging the mentor platform and the program that the Accelerator has that you're most proud of? So my favorite thing about the Accelerator program is building the relationship with the founder. And I most value the relationships that go through the most change and end up in a, you know, a far more positive place. And sometimes that changes the level of difficulty they go through during that 12 month period. You know, we recognize that we are attempting to enhance their business, but that cannot go without consideration of the founder. And the founder is dealing with plenty of plenty of other things outside of their startup that are just as difficult as the the challenges they're facing within their startup. We have people cry pretty much every year because, you know, their business isn't working. In a month, they're not going to be able to pay their employees. A family member passes and it's just too much. That's why we try to focus in the first two weeks of the program of really establishing trust between us and the founder. A lot of times people come in feeling like they have to be perfect. They can't show their weaknesses Because, you know, maybe they've had meetings with investors where their weaknesses have been exploited and they're, you know, pretty much embarrassed. But that's our whole job is to enhance or remedy those weaknesses as best we can. And so after the first two weeks, when we attempt to create a certain level of trust through personality and leadership style assessments, where people have to be pretty open and honest about who they are and how to utilize who they are to the best of their ability. We're able to have an open dialogue about challenges that the founder is facing that they might not otherwise have shared with us. So without naming names of the people that have cried and the people that have deal, dealt with the most difficulty, it's definitely the founders that there's way more hardship that we have to go through together that I value the most. Before we wrap up 757 Accelerate cohort number four, we'll be starting before we know it there. What, uh, when are, do applications open for that and when will that program officially kick off? So right now applications will, are planning to open May 1st. They'll be open for a little over a month. And after that, we go through our pre-screening and due diligence process. Um, interviews will be the end of July And then the next cohort is planned for the end of August. Ian, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can listeners find out more about you and the 757 Accelerate program? They can look on our website that we're hopefully going to be remodeling that soon. Uh, Hunter is leading that charge. 
other than that, you can go on our LinkedIn or Facebook pages or just reach out to me uh, via LinkedIn. I'd be happy to have a discussion. And LinkedIn, Ian Frazier. And- yeah, Ian, Ian Frazier, or just go to 757 Accelerate and I'm listed under the company. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, Ian. Thank you. 757 CoLab is a collaborative vehicle focused on growing an interconnected, inclusive, and impactful entrepreneurial ecosystem. 757 CoLab manages and coordinates the activities of three resources, 757 Angels, 757 Accelerate, and 757 Startup Studios.